Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Winchester Radio, another special edition this evening of our podcast. Um, we have a special guest we will get to in just one second. Um, we're on uh, blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard. You can always find us at winchesterbros.com. Click on the Winchester Radio logo. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Winchester Bros in both places. You can download us through iTunes. Uh, you can listen live on the Blog Talk Radio site, and I believe uh, uh, download us from there and listen anytime. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Uh, we are going to take call-in questions a little bit later in the show, um, and that number is three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. And tonight we are the Divine Winchester Radio because we have Dan Payne from Divine the Series as our special guest, and he plays the title role. Welcome, Dan, to the podcast. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Hey, Dan. Thanks for coming into the podcast. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I have to admit, I'm glad you can't see me, though, because I'm sitting wearing my in my pajamas. So that would be um, that's not very divine-like to be in your you know, Canucks pajamas. But hey, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> it's loyal. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, a great part well, of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. now, but in the first episode, you wore nothing. Um, right, I have made a step forward to pajamas. So it's a, it's incremental. I will eventually get to full decor and be able to go outside. <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> eventually being socially acceptable. Yeah, um, yeah. And no how more getting arrested, was, which is yeah. probably... How cold was it that day, or that night, actually? Oh, that was a... <laughs> thank you, Ivan. Um, that was a very cold <laughs> day, and we were on a, a studio lot, so the buildings weren't real, they weren't insulated, they were just, uh, you know, wood. No no insulation, no... Uh, nothing to be kind of keeping us warm. So it was minus... I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it was uh, minus between... Minus one and minus ten degrees uh, Celsius, which is freaking cold. I don't know <laughs> what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's not good. And uh, the the blood that we were using would actually freeze in between takes. It would actually it actually froze at one point, froze me to to the altar, and they had to put heat lamps around me and uh, peel me off the altar, which was good times, you know, to be naked and stuck to an altar in minus ten degree weather. Oh my goodness! Goodness. But uh, you know, it made it it made it all the better because it was kind of uh, the environment kind of made the whole um, the scene work a lot better. We were all fighting against something, and it all helped with us getting where we needed to go. And then the second day, they kind of went, maybe we should not kill the actors. That would be bad. And uh, we got some more heat, and it was fun. But it was uh, I think it was really kind of serendipity that that it happened that way. How did you first? Hear, how did you first hear about Divine, and how did you get the part? Um, my agent, uh, I have a great agent, uh, Eric and Richard at Lucas Talent. They um, they searched it out. They found they found uh, the audition, and they had discovered that these guys had been looking for a while to find their Divine character, and 
they ran it by me. They're like, it's a web series, which is a kind of a new format. We're not sure where all that world lies yet because it's so brand new, but this character seems quite interesting. We're wondering if you'd want to go in, and I was like, absolutely, because it was, uh, you know, one part ass-kicking, one part uh, character, and which equals a whole, and that that's not something that I, I usually you don't get to do a lot of butt kicking and have a character who's got conflict uh, that he can deal with. So I was excited and I went in and I was just absolutely grateful. Ivan seemed to be uh, to to respond and Kirk right away to what I was doing. So I was qu- I was quite excited and I was holding my breath waiting for the the call to see if I got it. So it was it was a, full, it was a normal process, but I was I'm grateful to my agents for tracking it down. Clarity, did you have another question? I think I interrupted you there. Oh, I was uh, I'm actually going to say that it was, for anybody who was wondering, that's 30 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> just to go back, for anybody who was wondering, it's about 30, so just below freezing. Yeah, it was definitely below freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how graphic I can get, but I, I was wearing... Very little, in fact. I was just—I was wearing a modesty pouch, and I always joke that it was that cold that I didn't need to. So, <laughs> is that inappropriate? Is there a line? Can you tell me? <laughs> is it too soon? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll call it appropriately inappropriate. <laughs> Pardon me. We'll call it appropriately inappropriate. Okay. We need a five-second delay so I can get the buzzer. <laughs> no. No, no. Well, we—it's ten o'clock at night or Eastern time for us, so you know, I, I think we're, I think we're. <laughs> yeah, moms and dads, let's earmuff those kids and have a good time, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Go ahead. Speaking of that scene, there was a lot of blood and a lot of your, you know, your, you were cut up a lot and everything. How much of that was like prosthetics, and how much was of that was visual effects? Um, the, well, in the first episode when I showed up, they did an amazing, so this is, the whole divine aesthetic is, uh, is based on a graphic, graphic novel, uh, anime type comic style. So they love the extra red in the blood and, and the, and the copious amounts of blood to kind of bring that sort of, that entire world to life. So there was, that was actually in the altar, um, that whole scene, that was all prosthetic blood right then and there. There wasn't any visual effects blood added on. Um, the visual effects, though, did do an amazing job with the blood trail. When I first went into the the, the church, the monastery, um, that was a blood trail made purely by visual effects, and I thought it was stunning. But yeah, that was all goopy, snotty, good times blood right then and there on the altar. Wow. I do have to tell you, the the blood they put in your mouth, though, it's minty. <laughs> Minty. It's minty. Yeah, they've got mint blood. That's weird. Yeah, and I, I've done I've done blood caps and all kinds of blood stuff. And uh, Tegan, who's the who is our blood girl, um, she's like, "Do you want mint or regular?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Really? I got a I got an option. I will definitely go with mint, please." I'm so used to blood caps being bitter. Pardon me. I'm so used to blood caps being like bitter. Oh yeah, like being, if not bad tasting, yeah. It, it this was mint. It was. I'm not saying I would crave it, uh, but uh, 
it definitely was. It wasn't like going to the dentist bad, but it was. It was good. It was upgrade. Was it, it was better than the regular blood caps. Yep, I would definitely, if I had the option again, go the minty version. Ah, got it. If ever asked, always choose the mint. Yes, always for all you blood sucking vampires out there, go the mint. Later in the first episode, um, you have your flogging scene. Which and my butt hanging out again. <laughs> but it's, it's an extremely powerful scene. Um, was there anything you did to get yourself to that place as an actor? Uh, that's yeah. That was um, going back to why I was so in love with this character when I got the audition. Uh, is that that's you know normally a guy goes out and and beats up demons uh, doesn't get to have that broken man um, conflict and crisis and obstacle to deal with. So yeah, I did. I went to a, I went to a you know they ne- they say never share your secrets. So I, I won't exactly tell you where I went, but I I definitely allowed myself to go to a place of struggle and and emotion and it was I mean it's liberating it's extremely fun as an actor to have that opportunity it's so cathartic and you feel you know you feel this kind of strange elation afterwards once you've kind of once you've gone through that experience and it was so much fun to have that opportunity so yeah and it was also still freezing cold so there's a whole bunch of elements that enhanced it for me personally and I appreciate very much that you said that it translated um I I was I was happy doing it. I had fun doing it. You never know what it's going to look like, and you never know how it's going to be received, but I certainly had a great time being challenged to go there. It was definitely shocking, emotional, and horrifying. So it was extremely well done. Well, thank you very much. I had a lot of fun, and I'm glad those guys... Uh, kudos to Ivan and Kirk and, and Misha and Jason, all the guys, uh, for the writing. You know, they've they've created an entirely... Al- alternate world that has every element examined they have i don't know if you guys are going to talk about it later but they have easter eggs all over every episode and the more we do the more episodes we get to do the more those easter eggs will make sense and the more that they'll those who watch intently and can pick them up will see what they mean and what they're referring to and even that they're religious they're they're show-based they're character driven all these little easter eggs are just phenomenal fun and i can't tell you what they are because that would ruin the ride for somebody but there's there's a great deal of really cool elements that these writers have incorporated. It's quite a web they've woven. Wow, that was a mouthful. I'm glad I didn't trip on that. I have I have noticed a few a few things because with the podcast we always go you know we rewatch everything you know 50 million times you know to get ready for the podcast and through watching like just this evening when I rewatched the episodes again I noticed some things that I hadn't noticed before. And that's the beauty of it. I love that they've done that. Even I, I was there when they filmed it, and I can still find stuff when I'm watching it going, oh, what do you know? Actually, I want to throw a shout-out to uh, Chris Kempinski at the moment, too. He's the DOP who did all the lighting. He created the environment in terms of the visual, and the uh, guy's a genius. He's an absolute master. I was uh, I was blown away by the, by the world he created. Uh, just a genius. If I ever get a chance... To throw a word in for a D, a DP, I will be asking for Chris. He's and he's a fantastic guy to boot. So, yeah, Divine does have a, a very unique and gorgeous look. And you mentioned the comic book aspect; it really does have the comic book aspect. And that specific scene, like you you mentioned at the beginning, where 
the camera is above, looking yep. down, as Jen is bringing you into the church. It's, yeah, gorgeous and looks totally right out of a comic book. Exactly, isn't it? I, lo- I love that you say that, yeah. And it, to do that lighting, and, and it's a teamwork thing, and the visual effects have to be there, the lighting has to be there, the environment has to be there, the costumes have to match something that would be in a comic book. You know, they're, they're too comp- contemporary, you lose it. They're too old school, you lose it. So I really think that they all came together with the vision uh, just as they needed to. And with you mentioned lighting, there's also um, what's probably my favorite moment visually in the series so far is your confession scene with the light of the cross and the rest of you in shadow. It's yeah, I was... Oh, it was so was, gorgeously done. Yeah, Chris absolutely nailed that. It was stunning, stunning. And I, what I was grateful... They, <laughs> actually, if I can tell another story, I had to do that the prayer, the act of contrition in Latin. And Ivan and, and Kirk and uh, Jason, they they were like, yeah, if you, you know, go ahead and, and learn this prayer in Latin. It would be great. We'll film what we can. Don't worry too much about it. We'll get what we can. And... We'll see how it goes. Well, I mean, I took that as a personal challenge, and I went, I went for it. I, I, I went online. I, I, I downloaded every possible version of it I could, and I found like the truest Latin version. And I talked to a person who spoke Latin. They said, "Yeah, that's the proper pronunciation." And then I wrote it down in Dan gibberish phonetics, uh, my own like my own phonic crazy language, so it sounded right coming out of my mouth. And then I worked a, I worked a li- really hard to get that prayer down. And so when we came on the day. Got all the lighting set up. Everything was ready to go. And Ivan looks at me and he's like, you know, no pressure, Dan. You're you're absolutely killing it today. It's brilliant. Just whatever you can with this prayer, just just throw it out there. Let's see what happens. And I sat down and I dropped in and uh, character-wise and I just let this prayer out. And the best thing in the world is there's this pause and the, like, okay, cut, waiting. There's a pause and then all of a sudden Ivan, I look over at him. He's just kind of shaking his head with this giant grin. He gets off his director's chair runs over and gives me a monster hug i'm like okay cool i think we got something you know and uh that wound up that's why there's a snippet um online of just the prayer is because he had filmed the prayer hoping to get it and and hoping to get pieces of it to connect into the scene but the fact that we got the prayer as a whole he was so excited he wanted to put that out as its own thing and i was i was grateful for him doing that because i put a lot of work into it so it's pretty cool that it all translated and that he was that happy about it that that just the the piece of just the prayer that was I think the most awesome promo trailer I think that you can have for the show. It, it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, nobody knows what like the coolest part was the the comments like what is he saying? It's creepy, but it's great. You know, I love I love that that element came across, and that had to do with the lighting. You know, that the, the lighting Chris threw down there was uh, intense. As a Roman Catholic, like watching that sh- that snip, that when they first posted the whole prayer, was just I was blown away because even I can't do that, and I've tried my entire life. <laughs> so yeah, my mom was a nun, so I have no excuses. But uh, still, it took a lot of work, and I was just it, it was fun though. That's again, that's a challenge you don't normally get. Normally, I bet you they would have just done that as a voiceover and left it and not seen at all because they don't want to work you know like too much to do too much to move on to that's why that's why doing this project so much fun the guys want every opportunity to have something shine so they they didn't nip that in the bud they like go ahead man learn that prayer let's see what happens which is great i love that challenge i love that opportunity Um, that's a lot of love (laughs) aside from 
you know, the really deep meatiness of the role that you did get with this in such few short episodes, it's a lot of emotion, you have a lot of physicality to do as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fighting, there's a lot of wire work, and uh, you had to do a lot of fight rehearsals and uh, stunt rehearsals and flip it on, the, yeah, doing flips on the mats. I, I, my first career ever was a, it was as a pro athlete, and uh, I was, you know, fortunate in that career to learn what it took to train hard and get to a, a sort of level of physical fitness that you can call on your body. But uh, I'm not young anymore, so, wow, there was a whole bunch of, you want me to do what? Where? How? No. Really? Okay. Uh, you do know I'm like 40, right? Okay, good. Let's do this. Uh, all right. It keeps you young and spry. Yeah. Yeah, young, young at heart. So, so did you do or your... Or as my wife would say, immature. No, I'm just kidding. She, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Did you do your own stunts? I did every every single thing you saw there. I was my own stunt double. So every single piece of divine that was done in any way, shape, or form was 100% me, which I'm proud to say as well. That's kind of cool. You had two really big fight scenes where, uh, with the Yummy Mommy and then with the Bull Demon. Which one was the hardest fight scene, do you think? Uh, yummy Mummy. The BYW, the beautiful young woman, was definitely the harder of the two fight scenes, uh, just it was it was a bit more elaborate. There was a bit more choreography involved. Uh, we we definitely bit off a bit more in terms of the being the first fight. They wanted to do some more, like when she skewers me and, and picks me up over her head. That was quite an elaborate set of wires. And and when she pulls away and I drop down to get that visual and the, it was it was it was intense and fun. And we had to shoot like crazy to get it all in the time frame that we had. Uh, I will say this about the bullfight though with the Minotaur. Uh that guy Andre Trikitu is an ab- he is a Minotaur just well shaven. He is a huge huge man. And I used to the kind of neat backstory is that I used to play volleyball with him at university before I went and played pro. He and I were teammates at university. And this is our first kind of reconnect post university cool. playing together. Oh wow. Cool. Very cool, yeah. Very small world in a strange way. And I don't remember him being that big either. Did you all play a little volleyball afterwards for old time's sake? <laughs> no, we looked at each other and laughed and were like, yeah, those were the glory days. Let's just leave them there. <laughs> then we can pretend we were better than we were and not actually prove that there was nothing left. Um, yeah. How much of his costume was costuming and how much was uh, visual effects post-shoot? Everything you saw there was was uh, was actually there. And what the visual effects did was have it articulate. So the nostrils and the mouth, the breathing and the eyes, those were articulated in post with uh, vis effects. But the whole creature, everything you saw was all present. It was quite impressive. It was a very, very impressive build by the... Uh, by a special effects team, for sure. Very impressive build. Wow. That's a, that was a lot for him to, to for him to maneuver with, and for you to also fight against. That's a lot of uh, costuming. Yeah, Kirk's brilliant at making it look. Uh, you know, giving each of us uh, a fight style and a fight 
uh, choreography that matches, you know, the characters and the visibility and the maneuverability of, of each person, you know. So, yeah, it worked out quite well. I mean, I was very curious as as to what we was going to... Because his vision was pretty limited inside. His, you know, he's buried inside a head that has eyes that he has to see through. So it would be blurred and, and a bit obstructed, and he still, you know, he had to run marching at me and not hit walls. And we did have to actually give him a call, like, whoa, 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 stop, before he took out the entire set, you know. <laughs> I had a I had a question um, about that about that scene, and this may be a stupid question. I don't know, but um, specifically they showed Divine wrapping his rosary around the pole that he uses to kill the demons. Would is, is it the rosary that it, it, you know makes him able to kill the demon, or you know, without the rosary, would he have not have been able to kill him? That's not a stupid question at all. That's a brilliant question. My fear is being able to answer it. <laughs> I'm going to get an angry text from Ivan. But I'm going to throw it down as easily as I can. So to take an unholy creature, you have to have a holy weapon. And, uh, yeah, you can't... A pipe is a pipe until you give it an element of holiness. And if you noticed in the uh, Choices episode, in, the, in episode two, um, the only way I could defeat that demon was with a part of its own self because again that's something of uh, not of this world that can take it out so yeah you're very that's very observant i think that's a brilliant thing that a few people ask me why did you do that and i you know just kind of alluded to the fact that it was a, a religious element um a spiritual element that 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 was being pointed out but yeah, it has to make you have to take a an average object to and make it holy in order to take and get rid of an unholy being. So and no stupid my, questions. Only stupid okay. answers. Hopefully no, I'm just kidding. My question to you then, being as divine is not of this oh, <laughs> divine is not of this world per se, um would you be able to kill someone barehanded as divine is the character do you think the character is able to do that i love that question i don't even know the answer that's a brilliant question that that i would have to i even have to go and, and reference with uh ivan and kirk i i would you know he's a man he's very i can't this is the beauty of this whole whole divine idea is that when we get to carry on, we can go back into his entire past and we can see scenes from world wars and from any any part of time that he lived in, we can see him in that time, which is a brilliant and fun world to go and play in. But does it make him anything more than a man because he's immortal? That's 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 a great question. I don't know if he's... if it, He could just be a man who has been given this divine immortality or he's now as you said uh, holy in his own right and can possibly do what he need, he would need to do with his own bare hands i don't know that's a great question you stumped me <laughs> ivan if you're out there listening look into look into answering that for us ivan call in <laughs> That'd be great. He's like, I'm not answering that. I'm not giving anything up. Yeah, exactly. And I'm probably gonna my phone will ring like text going, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
I absolutely love the duo of Divine and Jin. I think they're hilarious together, and I just love it. Will we, um, in future episodes, do you know if there will be more of Divine and Jin together? There are peas in a pod. I uh, I wish I could tell you more, but yeah, they'll definitely wherever wherever Divine goes, Jin shall follow. Um, there's a really cool reason for that, which will come out in days to come, uh, episodes to come. But uh, yeah, I love I love the banter. I love the fact that she gets all the kind of juicy, fun little quirky lines that I'm sure Divine would love to say, except he can't. You know, being a holy man. Um, Following along with that, we got an interesting question in the chat room. Um, Patricia Casey um, asked if you could spill the beans about Jen. She wants to know if Jen is real. She said it seems like she gets ignored by everyone but Divine. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Divine definitely has a, a very strong connection to Jen. That that I will tell you for sure. He is uh, he's very, very, very connected to Jen in a way that, uh, that almost um, – defines him so uh is she real that's a great question i I don't even i don't even know how to answer that there's uh it's like saying is divine holy or 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 just a man with uh with immortality uh (laughs) i don't know what to tell you all i can say is that jinn and divine are are 100 percent connected and there's no way for divine to exist without her or vice versa it's um uh their their bond is intense i i can only say i cannot wait for you to find out how that that bond was was came about well i can't either now i'm so more even more interested than i was before oh it, <laughs> is, it is the juiciest it's the, i'm you, if you could see me i'm twitching i so want to tell, tell you what's i am like vibrating but it's the it's the biggest and most amazing thing I think that they will. Re- well, God, there's so many things we could do uh, to reveal, but it's one of the juiciest reveals to come. It's uh, I'm excited. I can't wait for that to somehow come out. That's like the greatest non-answer ever. <laughs> <laughs> as, as that that vibrating is not you. Again, it's your phone. It's Ivan telling you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should take my phone yeah. out of my pocket. Oh, look at this shot. Don't, don't oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad, Evan. Um, yeah, it, you know it's a no comment, but I tried to give you a little bit, <laughs> a little bit more. Great answer, great answer. Yeah. Cool. Yep. And now we're even more curious. We we were left with quite a cliffhanger at the end of the sixth episode, and now you've just piled even more mystery on on top. So. Oh, the the relationships great. have only been scratched on. I mean, Mojave or. The the Mojave's his real name, but the bird, he too is an amazing, and intricate canar- uh, character that connects two other uh, characters together in a way that I still can't reveal. But it's phenomenal, and it and it's about going back in time to figure out how all these things became what they are. It's so neat that we came in at speed. You know that the series started and we were going when when you. When I show up, it's all on for Donkey Kong, and we are going. And these relationships are only just hinted at. And I loved how they did that. I mean, you you recognize the the hawk, which is actually of the buzzard family, um, was watching over when BYW walked around the corner and was watching over 
divine as he left after the Minotaur had been defeated, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a very, very, very good reason for that. Wow. Uh, we're we're, we're kind of hyper vigilant of Mojave after after actually meeting the bird in real life. You kind of how stunning is that creature? Oh, it's he's gorgeous. And yeah, he I is have gorgeous. intense intense fear of birds, and he was just broke that fear so easily. Such a well trained bird <laughs> and majestic. I mean, I felt its power. I got to hold the bird, which is one of the perks, and just you could you could sense and feel its power, and it was a baby. That's what's crazy that that the bird is a is a youngster. It's a, I think maybe even barely adolescent now. So <laughs> maybe I don't want to know when it's an adult. Be my height, I'd be scared. <laughs> yeah, a, a damn tame sized bird. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I that's called a pterodactyl. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe I don't. Not saying I'm that big. I didn't mean that. A very large eagle. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking. I'm a sparrow. Okay, I'm done. You are a very tall man, though. Have you found that, like, trying to get work at your height, is it difficult sometimes? Yeah, I'm holding out. When they remake Frankenstein, I'm in. Um, <laughs> I'm scared of fire. It's all good. No, I, I def- it definitely keeps me uh, directly in the loop because of my height or – will cut me completely out of the loop because, you know, the leading lady is five foot two and it would just look like I was, you know, walking a child around set. Um, it also, I never get to be a good guy in a movie. Like if I'm working with, if I ever get to work with guys like Tom Cruise or, or Antonio Banderas, they come up to just over my belly button, so it wouldn't look all that. Is that, is that wrong? Should I not? I don't know. They're very, they're not, they're phenomenal talents, but they're not very large men. Um they have a great presence, but their height uh, is deceiving. And uh, I guess just as they have to deal with their height being, I think one of them is 5'6 or 5'8, uh, being 6'4 to almost 6'5 uh, has its perks, and then it also has its its uh, its ups and downs. It's definitely uh, a very, it's a very distinct feature that will either keep me right on track or... Uh, you know, Divine had to be a big boy, I think, and that's kind of, I'm grateful that for the height there, but there's definitely been movies where I've been on hold and then they go, how tall is he? Yeah, not, not going to happen. So. Sorry, what's that? You may not get to be the good guy too often, but you always get to be the badass in some way. I don't mind being a badass. That's, uh, yeah, sure. And with Divine, you know, you, you say you don't get to be the good guy, but this is such an ambiguous character bordering on good guy. And... Yeah, it's tough to say. It's tough to say where his um, where his heart lies. He's doing what he thinks he needs to do to achieve what he's trying to achieve. Wow, that was ambiguous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, does, I guess the the whipping of the self is an indication that he's pretty sure that what he's doing is not completely in the right. Um, now, you have a lot more um, knowledge of what's what's to come than we do, of course. Uh, how much, how far along have they, pro- information have they provided to you for the end game of this? Uh, I, they're really good at feeding me just enough 
I mean, I, I, I hound them. I, I pretty much nag them on a regular basis for more because I'm, I am that engrossed in it myself. It's, uh, it's not very often that I get uh, this excited about a character where I want to know that much ahead of time what's going on. So they feed me as much as they can. They give me the tidbits that allow them to, you know, keep my character on track. It's one of those things you don't want to know the end of the day um, before you get there because it might spoil lunch, if you know what I'm saying. So they keep me they <laughs> they keep me fed and happy um, that I you know knowing that I I will have many a great tale to tell in the future. But they haven't let on exactly where we're going. There's there's so many, and we have so much we have so much in the past to uh, to deal with to get to the modern day world before we start moving forward. And they've hinted at both, and I'm riveted. I cannot tell you how much I'm like. Please tell me more. Please, I'm that annoying kid like poking and pulling. Why? 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 Why, Daddy? Why? <laughs> oh look, I got another text. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you meant you know we, you talked about the sixth episode. You know you were main you know your scene was mainly in a small confined in the you know area, which is much different than your previous episodes where you were fighting and everything. Which one did you prefer? Uh, Again, the the character that the what drew me so much to this character was the fact that he gets to do both. He gets to run around and whoop some butt. And then he also gets to sit down and drop in and deal with the conflict and the obstacles that have created his crisis of faith and forced him to deal with his his own demons. So every day that I ended, I was that was my best day. It was really oh. it was really difficult. Like at the end of every day, I was like, "Oh, that's the best day. That was the best day so far." So it's really really hard to say. I I, I will admit that that. I probably talked to more people like my wife and friends about the episode six than I did the other days, but it still was at the end of every day. I was, I, I really did honestly turn around and go, wow, that was, that was the best day we've had so far. So it's, it's why I want to continue going. It's why I'm always asking them what's up, what's next. It's, uh, it's the best ride I've ever been on. And I can't, I don't want it to end. And I love, I get tons of emails and, tweets from people saying we don't want it to end either so it's a mm -hmm. I think we're on to something yeah, definitely. can I throw out something just quickly while we're here I uh, I do have a lot of people who are Facebooking me and asking me how to find me on Twitter and whatnot I was wondering if you guys can help me out if I could throw it out there now sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah for anybody who does want to catch up to me on, on Twitter which I'd be grateful and happy to have you there it's uh, at actor Dan Payne and the D and the P are, are capitalized. I don't think it matters, but at actor Dan Payne. So hopefully I'll see you guys there, and we can stay in touch, and I'll be able to answer any questions we don't get to uh, today. And if you're not already following Dan on Twitter, you should be, because mm -hmm. he's awesome with the one-liners. <laughs> so, he can you. put a lot in those 140 characters. So if you're not already following him, you really, really should be. Mm -hmm. Very kind, very kind. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Um, Divine the Series, of course, is a web series, and the episodes last maybe 10 minutes on average. For, and 
and most shows, movies are minimum half an hour, hour, two hours movies. Um, do you go about your preparation or how you how you deal with the part and the actor in that particular? Because there's there's so much to do in a fairly short time. Uh, the the way it's written and the world that they've created. As long as you're in tune with your character and you're really you, like you're really ready to go when the cameras are rolling, you're really in touch with what you're trying to convey at that time. You don't have to do mm-hmm. too much to account for the amount of time that there is going to be there because the way the story's written and the way the story's told, including the lighting and the special effects, the ride that you get taken on in that amount of time, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do with your character, will always translate. It feels like. Um, sometimes you know when you do an hour thing, you're you're afforded some some slower paced moments and and some time to sort of um, over-engage in banter and exposition. You know, you get 22 minutes in a half-hour show, or you get 44 minutes in a full-hour show. We took the the 10 minutes and compressed it into one heck of a ride each time with, uh, you know, with the Easter eggs and the story and the action for the action ones, and then the emotion and the and the conflict and the crisis in the in the more uh, subdued ones still kept you on the edge of your seat you know i think one of my favorite Mm -hmm. episodes strangely is number four which i wasn't even in i just loved i thought alan and uh ben were phenomenal i thought that they their conversation was riveting i was glued to their conversation it was brilliant and i didn't even know that when alan took his shirt off at the end that he was going to have that scar so you know i got a little easter eggy kind of cool feeling for me too Speaking of Alan and his character Deacon Jim, um, Samantha Clark in the chat room said she was she was curious to know how Divine and the Deacon met. Will we get that information in future episodes? I'm sorry, I missed that. Um, Samantha Clark in the chat room was curious as to how Divine and Deacon Jim met. Do you know if we'll get that information in future episodes? Um, I hope they would visually show it. They sort of alluded to it uh, that uh, it's uh, looking after Divine, so to speak, babysitting the big boy, I might like mm-hmm. to call it, is, uh, is a rite of passage passed on from priest to priest, and it's in essence a calling based on those who can handle it. Uh, just as Ben's character, Father Andrew, uh, was sort of sought out by by Deacon Jim, um, so too, I think Deacon Jim was sought out by another who had passed him passed the duties of babysitting the big boy on. Um, I can't be sure, I, and I don't actually know how they did meet. I would be very curious to know exactly how they met. But I'm, I sort of feel like they alluded to the fact that it was a rite of passage passed on from deacon to deacon to priest to deacon type idea. It totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. When people ask me, like, when people ask me, uh, so what? What does? How does the deacon? Like, what's his thing? What does he do? I, I instead, I try and break it down simply. I'm like, okay, you know, in Blade, when Wesley Snipes' character had the Chris Christopherson who kept gluing them back together, and that's that's my Chris Christopherson, okay, minus the country music. <laughs> that's a really, like, that's oh, a really good analogy, okay. though. That's What's a that? really good analogy. I think so. I mean, I like Deacon Jim having the religious uh, spiritual element, but yeah, I think it's a bit similar, right? I mean, Blade would come back battery and he'd pump him full of the 
green goo and glue them back together, and out he went. So it seemed very like a pretty good parallel. I agree. Um, we we talked about the compression of the episodes and uh, how you you like the fast pace of it, but is it is it in any way difficult as an actor because the story is told in such a non-linear way? Uh, to get into the place where you need to be for each episode? Uh, again, kudos go out to, to Ivan as a director for, uh, you know, he's really good. He, they know the story so intensely that he's able to, uh, and he's a great director, able to tell you sort of where in your character's um, arc, where your storyline, where you're at, where this part of your world is, and help you find that place. Um, we did a lot of homework together and, and had some dinners and some talks before we even got to camera to make sure that we were all on the same page with the characters um, so that these discussions we had on set were kind of Cole's notes and we were ready to roll. But, uh, you know, Kirk and Ivan, I'd always, when Ivan was busy, I could go over to Kirk and say, Kirk, so is this is this kind of a, is this kind of a time when he's struggling with this and... and you know how we talked about that? Is this an element that can come out in this moment? And, you know, they'd be like, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So the collaboration factor is brilliant. That's another element that makes this job so fun. But the fact that these guys know exactly what and where and when and can help you at any moment allows for you to feel a comfort and ease to be in your character at any given time, as you said, with this nonlinear format. So... um that safety and security that they bring by knowing what they need and knowing that you can bring it uh, allows the whole thing to happen, I guess, as we're saying, at pace. Did I say anything there, or was that just a whole bunch of words thrown together? <laughs> it totally makes sense. <laughs> Did it? Good, because I lo- about halfway through, I'm like, I like chicken. <laughs> I think you said they're good, supportive director guys. Oh, good, okay. Whew. Yeah. And I like chicken. All right. And chicken's a good time. Chicken's good times. Heather Leo, too, tweeted a really good question. She said that it seems like Divine is surrounded by evil figures and humans. Is there anyone else like like Divine around? Maybe perhaps the cab driver? Thank you for that question. Um the, well, the driver, I know the driver was having a stigmata uh, response to the to the interaction with uh, with Ben's character. Are there other... Hmm. Yes, there are. I think that's all I can what? say. A definite answer. <laughs> there are others, I believe. There has to be. Okay. Again, as I said, that bird has a beautiful connection in some way to uh, somebody who's connected to somebody else in a really cool way. I'm not saying anything right now. Um, yeah, there's uh, there are relationships yet to be revealed that are uh, intense, epic, and longstanding. Does that help? So I know when we when we saw Mojave, he was with um, John Emmett Tracy's character. Is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Because in the credits um, on the Divine Series um, dot com 
com, it shows that his he is the villain. Yeah, he does wear some interesting clothes there too, doesn't he? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that red tunic thing. Not clothes that everybody would wear. Just, just saying, just saying. That's a weird wardrobe choice for a guy. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. Well, whatever, you know. <laughs> Maybe he likes the smoking jacket. Maybe it's Hugh Hefner. As a, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you already know this, and if you already know this, then you know you can lie to us. But um, do you know? Or do you oh, know? I'm I'm losing. You. I don't know if it's my connection or your connection, but you just you went down the dark better? end of the tunnel. Is that better? Yep, there you are. Hi. Okay. Uh, was is divine something that he like? Was he born as this, or was there something that happened to make him? this immortal being. Are you allowed to answer that? <laughs> that that's that's I think I'm gonna leave that as as one of the, the great reveals to come. Um the answer connects some of the relationships that I've alluded to. Uh it definitely uh, connects uh, a purpose to what each character is doing and why they're doing it. Uh, what it is is a phenomenal um, story that that I I can't wait for the guys to be able to tell you, or for us to tell you on on film. Um, but I, I don't know that I I don't think I want to actually. That would be a spoiler that I think would uh, not help. Okay. So I'm going to leave it as a as a a can answer. No comment. I like chicken. Okay, good. Moving on. <laughs> You can answer everything that you're not allowed to answer with chicken. Okay. So okay. <laughs> way better than no comment. Or how about those Canucks? I love chicken. Oh no, they did really well. Actually, I don't know. I, I had to pause the game. They're playing. I was like, yeah. Don't tell me. Don't tell me the score. I, I were, don't uh, know it, so we're okay. Okay, good. They were up. That's all I know. Watch somebody's gonna tweet me right now. <laughs> don't do it. No, no, no spoilers. Yeah. I, by the way, I love your questions. You guys have phenomenally uh, intelligent, poignant questions. It's very fun. So hopefully I'm giving reasonable answers. You know, like, great, we studied. Where's that clown been? Uh, <laughs> well, one of the things I really enjoy is that you didn't just watch the episodes you're in. Um, mm-hmm. which, oh, I'm engrossed uh, in the whole story. I, and, yeah, I. it's to be a part of the story that I love, not... You know, it's being divine is is uh, being the title character is a phenomenal uh, gift, but the story that's what I'm so engrossed in. That's what I that's what I nag them about. I I ask questions about Deacon Jim because you know he's sort of like my father figure. Uh, a ton of things, so that's I'm happy to watch all of it. And you know, Ben's a great actor and he's a great guy, and I I look forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the table. And I ask questions about his character because I loved his whole story at the cabin about how he. You know, had a guy pass away on him, and he felt responsible. And uh, yeah, it was great. I love the whole story. So yeah, thank you. I'm involved in the whole thing. It's, it's Clarity, I was going to say, um, Clarity, should we open up the phone lines for callers? Uh, it's it's fine if it's okay with Dan. Um, there's been someone holding 
I, we can find out if they're still hanging on, poor thing. Sure, um, sure. Or just throw it out there if they're still listening to, to call back yeah. in. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm going to see if uh, see if they're there. Uh, Nanapan? Hello, Manchester Radio? Hello? Mm, I guess not. <laughs> I'll Sorry. pretend that they asked me if I like chicken. Okay. And, okay, um, I'll say the number again. Our call-in number is 347-205-9801. And if you've got a question for uh, Dan Payne, who is on Divine the Series, in plays the lead title character of Caesar Divine, uh, give us a call. Boy, that was quick. Uh, here comes somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Winchester Radio. Hello. Is there a, maybe we maybe we can't hear them. Well, I guess Hello? they don't want to talk to us. Area code four one two. Hello. No answer. I can't wait. I bet you somebody calls and goes, "Yeah, hi. Could I order a large pizza with?" <laughs> uh, yep, you sure can. Delivery might take a while. <laughs> yeah. Like a really long time. Like a uh, forever? Like Are you forever. immortal? Because that's about when it'll get there. No, I'm just All right. Um, I had a very cool lady. I don't know if I can say her name, uh, but she asked me um, if I was going to do another calendar. Uh, that The answer to that very kind lady is no, because I'm no longer that fit. Um, I did a calendar a long time ago uh, that was when I had been training uh, pretty hard. And I used to be a photographer when I lived in Australia. And uh, a lot of my buddies, obviously, were photographers. And they, when I went to Australia to visit with my wife, we uh, we ran into a few of my buddies. And they're like, hey, we, two of them said, hey, we need uh, subjects for our portfolio. And uh, if you're dumb enough to say yes, which I usually am, they uh, then they we'd love to use you. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I should have asked what it was first. But, you know, they're your buddies, so you're like, okay, man, let's do this. What do you need? And they're like, I need naked black and whites. Uh, sorry, what would you say? So I wound up doing uh, some uh, free willy photos, I guess you call them. <laughs> and uh, I was, the guys, luckily, were, I mean, they're extremely talented, and they looked, uh, I was impressed with their abilities, and uh, I was grateful for them making me not look like a ball of goo. And... Uh, and I put it together as a calendar because some of the other shows that I've done, they like to put prosthetics on my face and give me a complex. Um, and they, the, some of the beautiful fans were saying, we need something with your face out there. And because I had this pile of photos from these guys, I said, well, I could compile these. And they were very generous and kind, and they worked out quite well. But I don't think I'll be doing it again um, unless there's a strong interest. Uh, that's one of those one-offs. One-offs? One-offs. Why is it one-off? Anyway, not the time or place. Anyway. Okay. Well, that sounds really cool. Um, we've got, got a caller. Going to give it a try? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? Hello, Winchester Radio. Hi. 
Hi. Hi. Um, I have a question for Dan. Um, Shoot. I was wondering, um, I know Divine has some kind of relationship with God because I know the deacon kind of heals him when he's wounded. He prays to God and he does, you know, breaks the bread and all that in order to heal um, Divine. But then Divine goes into the room and, like, flogs himself. So I wanted to know, what is his relationship really with God? Is he being punished? But, like, I'm a little unsure. I'm a little curious, I should say. That's a, that's a great question. Thanks for thanks for calling and asking. Uh, as much as you're confused, so too is uh, Divine, I believe. Um, I think that... <laughs> The, the the difficulty he has and why he's having such a crisis of faith and so much conflict is that he he's trying to do what he thinks is right but he's not sure and he you know he does his penance and and whips himself for doing what he thinks would be wrong in in the eyes of God so I think that his conflict comes from not having the input and the and the response and not having direct contact giving him. Uh, an immediate response saying you are on the right path, my son. Continue and follow through to the end of your journey. It's it's one of those things where he is equally as confused, um, and the fact that he's disconnected from possibly others who could help him with that path is making his journey even more difficult. So that is sort that of why, is that why he depends on the uh, the deacon so much because he doesn't really um, know what he's supposed to do? He d- Well, yeah, I think you're noticing that his uh, connection to humanity is fading. Um, you know, the deacon and, and Ben's character will be sort of the last bastions that keep him connected to humanity because without direct influence and response from God to, know, to let him know that he's on the right path, whatever that may be, and for whatever reasons that, that may come out in the future... Um, Humanity isn't helping him because he can't can't relate to humanity. He's, as an immortal, been through so much for so long that his perspective on humanity is, if nothing, jaded, possibly. And uh, so he struggles with his relationships with God. He struggles with his relationships with man. He sort of feels like he's in this in-between world all by himself. And uh, mm-hmm. the deacon is definitely his... The deacon's his beacon. Is that too much? Too much rhymey rhyme? But... Uh, yeah, the deacon's his his uh, his lighthouse, I believe. Okay. Well, thank you help? for answering my question. Yeah, that that helps a lot. Um, thank you for answering my question and my question earlier. I'm Heather Leo too, so thank you for answering my questions tonight. Well, thank you very much for calling and asking. No problem. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That was cool. That was a great question. Yeah. Really good. All you you guys have had great questions. It's good. What can we do to help um, get new Divine episodes made? Because we really, really, really need to get these new episodes. (laughs) Well, you guys are phenomenal. I have to thank you as well. You guys have been brilliant. I love the – I'm still a little bit – I don't know if I'm allowed to say it – twitarded. It's a new word I'm creating. I don't know how to work Twitter too well. I don't know how the the FFs or the Friday Forward Fridays. Hello Friday. Hello Friday. Oh, yep, see, good work. I'm gonna put my helmet on. Um, the the <laughs> fact that you guys are f effing. Can you do that? That sounds rude. Anyway, 
you guys are doing a lot of very kind FFings and um and very supportive and I'm really grateful all the all the help you guys is that wrong? Am I did I cross that line again? You're doing fine. All right. I don't need to go dress up in my Captain Inappropriate outfit. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you guys are phenomenal. What happens is when you guys promote us like that, there's new uh, followers and people who will go and view the episodes. And it's about the views and it's about the feedback. So everybody who goes out there and views the online, whether it's on YouTube or on the DivineTheSeries.com website, and throws in a f- two cents, good, bad, or ugly, preferably good, but just be honest and let us know where we're at. The you know forever going to get better. Uh, all feedback is good feedback, but uh, it's been very positive. It's very kind. The more views, the better. We just need to get it out there. I'm hoping that we get to go to like a Comic Con or a Dragon Con or a Fed Con at some point and and get our um, get our story out there. Um, but you guys are brilliant and doing these, allowing us to be a part of these podcasts and everything and, the, and what you do on Twitter. That's all going to help. So keep spreading the word, spreading the love, and we'll get those views up. And uh, I'm sure Ivan and Kirk and Jason have a master plan. And Misha, can't forget Misha. They have a master plan, I'm sure, that they have in place. And we'll get there. We will get there. We love you guys, and we will do whatever it takes, because we'll do whatever we can to help you guys. I appreciate that. I feel the love, and thank you again. You're good people with a good story to tell, and we want the story. Yes. Yeah. So do I. I don't know what happens <laughs> next. <laughs> You've given us a lot of uh, hints, and if we weren't uh, really anxious to know what happened next and, and how this is going to go, it, it's even worse now. Better. You know, it's a, you know it, it hurts so good, kind of. Got to know. Yeah, I love, it, it is a bit of that. It's a, it very much feels like it hurts so good. I love that. And I, you know what? I, can I just say another thing too? What I love about the the viewers and you guys who do follow us and, and who are getting it, um, too much for me. Too much of TV nowadays is for those who need to be spoon fed and are probably drooling on themselves while watching TV. Um, what I like about Divine is it's saying, "Hey, sit up and take notice, and you're going to have to follow along, and we're going to ask you questions. We're not going to give you straight out answers and spoon feed you. We want you to." muster up your own thoughts and beliefs and, and come together with your own conclusions. And it's it's great because, you know, on the feedback that we get, there's people going, I don't believe this, or how, you know, how does this relate to that? It's it's phenomenal because it's inspiring thought, and it's, it's invoking questions, and it's creating uh, conversations that wouldn't otherwise have happened. And it's all because it's not spoon-fed to the drooler. Um, and I have to admit, I love the drool on show now and again, too, but I also love to be challenged. I love to be, um, I love to have my interest peaked and my my intellect tweaked yeah i need to rhyme sometimes just gotta throw it out there um so this show does that for me and even being on the inside i I still have that that's why i'm always pestering these guys to tell me more it's uh it's got me thinking it's got me asking questions and we've had conversations both with ivan and kirk and jason that that i never would have had otherwise and i'm grateful for all those viewers out there who've, who've contacted me for the same reason and asked similar questions it's uh uh it's a great thing. So thank you guys. Let's hopefully create more stuff that causes more thought. It would be awesome for you guys to get to go to Comic-Con. That would be amazing. Wouldn't it be? I would love that. I would absolutely love that. We'll have to, we'll have to figure out a way to see if that can happen. Um, I did. I do, if I can, I don't know if this is a crossover, but I got I got to be the, uh, the pretty much the main bad guy in Joss Whedon's upcoming Cabin in the Woods. 
Um, and I'm looking very forward to the release of that. I'm hoping that the momentum behind that will maybe possibly get me to a Comic-Con or a FedCon or one of those things, and I'll be happily bringing Divine with me um, uh, as a cross-promotion in any way, shape, or form that I can, just because I believe in it that much, and I know that it's a story that I think should be told. Um, so hopefully, you know, the Joss Whedon, he's a genius, uh, very yeah. funny and genius-minded guy. I'm looking forward to that coming out with Chris Hemsworth um, and having that sort of be something that I can ride the coattails of uh, with Divine. So we'll see how it all happens. We'll get to Comic-Con someday and Divine will be out there. That would be awesome. Um, we have another caller. Can you, are you up for another question? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Great. Hello, Winchester Radio. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Dan. This is Patricia Casey. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm good. How are you this evening? Good, thank um, you. I was wanting to ask you, um, where did you get your inspiration to play such a serious and tortured character? I know you're you were a serious, funny guy. Um, my childhood, I didn't get enough hugs. No, I'm just kidding. I I uh, <laughs> I think that it's one of those things where it's a part of of everybody to be able to. You know, everyone's had struggle and strife and, and overcome things. I uh, I just found that this was a character where I could indulge uh, and even overindulge in those emotions and uh, and be have it be justified by the character, so that it's a you know it's a, a cathartic and therapeutic exploration of a darker side for me um, as a human being, but vested in through a character. So it's just a fantastic opportunity to go to those places that I think exist in everyone, but for me I could go there in a almost uh, selfish and indulgent way to examine the place that this character in his hyper kind of world of being an immortal with such a conflict and such a crisis going on that the, the heightened nature of that allowed me to even indulge in my own um, darker side, so to speak, uh, and have it be justified. Okay, that's a good answer. I also, I mean, I, if I can, if I can bore you very quickly, I also when I was when I was 22, I was in an explosion and uh, had 40 percent of my body had second degree burns. I was in a coma for five days and I had to wear these crazy uh, burn garments called Job's garments, which are like extra thick leotards. And yes, I said leotards. And uh, I had to, you know, both my legs, both my arms, my face, half my face was was pretty uh, pretty burnt, and I got amazing uh, therapy, and I was in the Yukon working exploration in the Yukon when it happened. And uh, overcoming that and being able to get to be an athlete, again, I was a, a volleyball player at the university at the time, it caused me to fight harder and work harder uh, through that obstacle to get back to where I wanted to be, which was competing, and that's why I think I made it to a professional level in Europe, was learning what it took to overcome obstacle. And I think that was also one of those darker places where I went to all the self-indulgent and weak spots in my world um, to find excuses to not succeed and not push forward and had to overcome them to find the truth of what I wanted and step up and be the person I wanted to be and therefore be able to achieve what I wanted to achieve. And I think that's a lot of the things that Divine has as, as well. So there was moments of that that I got to find and revisit um, as just as a human being, which I think is was healthy and... and um, rejuvenated my spirit to to work hard and you know I'm translating into being the best dad I can be right now is uh you know never 
I might be tired in some, you know, back-to-back days. My my little guy's a little bit sick right now, and I wake up like a zombie. But that's no excuse not to try and play and be fun and be the best dad you can be on that given day. So it's kind of, I don't know, it all translates and all comes back around, and I try and find every little bit I can to help every other little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Did I just say I like chicken again in a long way? I'm sorry. Yeah, I think you did. Okay. Okay. But um, also I wanted to say on the calendar that uh, we love you with clothes on as much as the other photos. So it's okay (laughs) that you're not that fit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to hit the gym hard and I'll get back there too, but I appreciate that very much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, um, you mentioned you've got Cabin in the Woods coming up. Um, do you have any other upcoming projects? Um, I just did a couple of episodes on a on a Canadian comedy here, uh, which were a lot of fun, called Health Nuts, uh, but that's only for people in Canada. Um, uh, very fortunately met a gentleman who I think I'm going to be moving forward with a, a project of that I've written with a lady, Tracy, and uh, her and I are working very hard to get that out there. It's also a comedy. Um, just as a heads up, it's kind of like a Californication in a toque idea. Um, and what else? I mean, oh, yeah, I've got a movie called Hiding, which I did with uh, Tom Wright, a phenomenal director. I had a lot of fun. Uh, there's a girl, Anna Villafanier from Miami, who is the other um, great actor actor in the film and we're waiting for that to be released i just did adr for it which is uh you know some of the dialogue repair so that should be coming out very soon as well it's called hiding as i said and uh through dolphin entertainment so keep an eye out for that one um yeah that's about all i can say sounds good good. that's great yeah we've uh there's more coming in in the in the new year, of course, but uh, that's the recent and relevant stuff that's coming up. Well, Dan, I know you've got some sick kids there that you need to get back to. I do, yeah. I've got a little guy i got to go attend to and a, and a baby that's probably hungry. So. Well, we, we will look back to your family, and thank you so very much for coming on to our podcast tonight. We had so much fun talking with you. Oh, you guys are great. Thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who was listening and uh, all the questions that came in. I really appreciate it. They were really well thought out, brilliant questions. And uh, I hope I did right by everybody, and and I did my best, and I had a lot of fun, and look forward to uh, making more episodes of Divine for all of us to enjoy. Yeah, thanks for the answers. Thanks for the non-answers. We appreciate (laughs) them all. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, have a wonderful holiday season however you celebrate, uh, you and your family. Happy holidays to everybody out there as well. Thank you. Thank you for being on tonight. It's great. You're welcome back on our show anytime. I appreciate it. I I look forward to it as well. Definitely. All right, take care. Peace and love to everybody. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Good night. Good night. Another great podcast. Dan is so awesome. He was fantastic and so funny. (laughs) That's a sweet boy. I've never had somebody non-answer so well before. 
I know. His non answers his non answers intrigued me so much. I, I, yeah. I really, really, really gotta get more episodes. I know. I know. He did a great job of getting you interested and excited without giving anything away. I, I don't I don't think he'll be getting any cranky text from Ivan. <laughs> you know, like, why did you say that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's great to come back anytime. Uh Dan Payne, the title role in Divine the series. You can uh you can catch up on the episodes if you haven't seen them. Uh you can go watch them again uh divinetheseries.com uh, you can listen to our previous podcasts um, with Ben Hollingsworth and enjoy this one again as well with Dan Payne, uh, blogtalkradio.com, Media Boulevard, uh, winchesterbros.com. Click on the Winchester Radio icon. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Winchester Bros for Twitter and Winchester Bros on Facebook. And you can also uh, download us through iTunes. Um, we've had uh, really some fantastic interviews uh, with both Ben and tonight with Dan. And, and Ivan, we've had Ivan. Yes. Yep. And yep. Hopefully we, we love the Divine Crew. Hmm? And hopefully Sorry. we'll have some more with some more Divine Crew. Yep. I would yep. love to get Alan Hawkins, who plays Deacon Jim, I would love to get him on the show. Yes, mm-hmm. an amazing actor and an amazing person. That would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's aim high or crazy, and who knows? Maybe someday in a, in a blue moon, maybe Misha. <laughs> you never you know. know. Dream big. <laughs> well, I guess this is... Uh... End of the podcast. We don't have anything, no super, no new supernatural episodes until January the sixth. So, um, don't don't think we'll have any podcasts until then, unless you never know. We get a special guest pop up between now and then. Yep, uh, we won another uh, top drama position, E Online, right? Top drama of 2011. Right. No yep. power in the verse can stop us voting for sure. Um, really anxious to know the results of the People's Choice Awards uh, voting. <laughs> yep, the awards are on January the 11th, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we still have the St. Jude fundraiser going in honor of Baby Pat Lecky, right? Yep, yep. Almost $16,000 so far. Uh, almost, we're right about there. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Anything else you guys want to mention? I can't think of anything else. Okay. Well, another great addition, another great interview. Thank you again, Dan Payne, uh, calling us the Divine Winchester Radio for the evening. (laughs) And I guess that's it till next time. Thank you, everybody. Again, uh, whatever holiday you happen to celebrate, uh, all the best for a safe and happy and healthy one. And unless something comes up, I guess we'll see you guys next year, right? That's right. See you in 2012. (laughs) Okay. Great. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. 